French-Scottish vocalist Stephanie Mayer spent her young life in Paris, training four hours a day as an ice skater with breaks for the occasional gig as a child actor. Somehow, through all of this, she knew she would be a singer someday, even though that was never the focus of her life. Stephanie now lives and works in England, singing and playing accordion, performing a repertoire influenced by everyone from Edith Piaf to Billie Holiday. The life Stephanie has created is as inspired as her music. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I recorded the following conversation with Stephanie Mayer in July 2016 in London. I started by asking her if her intense athletic training as a child influenced her mental focus with her career as a musician. Physical and mental as well, because mm. when you have to wake up really early, when you went to bed really late, because of, uh, yeah, when you're fortunately very busy, it really takes it out on you as a musician. And I don't believe I'd be able to do what I'm doing now if I hadn't been training very hard since I was really young. And so you're used to that that attitude of training too. I am. And also... I can have the discipline. If I have to do something, I just do it. I don't ask myself if I feel like it or not. I just... <laughs> That's fantastic because I have noticed that with with athletes because I play tennis and I've met younger people. My nephew, I saw him coming up and he was a competitive tennis player. And his focus was amazing. And I've given piano lessons to a couple of tennis players. And that's when I first noticed it their focus was amazing. They didn't need any, exp they didn't need, I had one who didn't need any compliments. I'd say, you did really well. He said, yeah, yeah. He wanted to move on to the next thing he was learning. And I thought that's a real lesson for everybody that desire to learn and the focus to be able to, and you feel you got that definitely. And also um, how to accept rejection because our job is mostly about rejection. Might not seem like it, but just to Oh, face it does seem like it, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Someone asked me what I, someone actually asked me that in an interview and they said, what is your job about? I said, rejection, <laughs> not only rejection, but that's interesting. And that, to accept rejection in a healthy way. And to accept that sometimes you can't do as well as you would like to. And that unless you practice and you're prepared, you're not going to do a very good job. Um, so that's what I learned at school and when I don't do as well as I want, I just say, well, I did my best, but I should have been prepared a bit more. Sont Elvis à bon marché Elle était tout loin de péché Avec un beau visage tout pâle Pourtant il y avait dans le fond de ses yeux Comme quelque chose de miraculeux Qui semblait mettre un peu de ciel bleu Dans celui tout gris de Pigalle Il lui avait dit vous êtes belle Et d'habitude dans ce quartier-là Jamais les choses comme ça aux filles qui font même les chichelles. Et 
comme elle voulait se confesser, il a couru à tout de baiser en lui disant laisse ton passé. Moi je vois qu'une chose c'est que tu es belle. Il y a des images qui vous tracassent. Et quand elle se promenait avec lui, depuis Barbès jusqu'à Clichy, son passé lui faisait la grimace. Et sur ses trottoirs pleins de souvenirs, elle voyait son amour flétrir. Alors elle lui demanda de partir. Et il partira mon My guest, Stephanie Mayer, on vocal and accordion from her CD, Ooh La La. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Mais c'est lui qui se mit à changer Il la regardait tout étonné Disant je te croyais plus jolie Ici le jour t'éclaire de trop On voit tes vies à fleur de peau Faudrait peut-être mieux que tu retournes là-haut qu'on reprenne chacun sa vie was a singer for many years and I was doing reasonably well uh, but there were so many other singers and everybody was always asking me to do the French thing mm. what they mean by the French thing is to play some musette and some Parisian music um, and then I decided why not so I contacted a few accordionists and they were brilliant but then on the day of the gig or they play a bit fast or it was not quite what I wanted so I think Well, I thought, well, I'm just going to learn the thing myself. <laughs> and uh, that's what I did. Uh, I got myself an accordion and I just learned how to And play. you didn't get a teacher? I took two, three lessons just to know where the buttons were and mm. what they did. Mm -hmm. And um, that's about it. After that, I didn't really have much time because it picked up straight away. Even though I couldn't play, I just played a few chords. Uh, the bass player in the band taught me how I could practice things to learn really fast. Mm. 
just basic code progressions. Mm-hmm, just and, to accompany yourself mainly. Yes. Yeah. And I wrote the arrangements accordingly to my level of learning. So mm-hmm. to start with, the arrangements were very simple on, of what I needed to play. And then they became a bit more difficult technically. Sous le ciel de Paris s'envole une chanson. Mmh. Elle est née d'aujourd'hui dans le cœur d'un garçon. Sous le ciel de Paris marche des amoureux. Mmh. Leur bonheur se construit sur un air fait pour deux. Sous le ciel de Bercy, un philosophe assis, deux musiciens, quelques bateaux, puis des gens par milliers. Sous le ciel de Paris, toujours vont chanter. L'hymne d'un peuple est pris par sa belle cité. Quelques rayons du ciel d'été, l'accordéon d'un marinier, l'espoir fleurit sous le ciel de Paris. Sous le ciel de Paris, pour toujours on chantait. ask you about the accordion because they associate accordion with French music? Especially with Parisian music. Mm. And uh, even though I didn't really choose to play it, yeah. I, when I, as soon as I started playing it, I, I loved the feel of it, I loved mm. the sound of it, and it gave me a lot more control over what the band would sound like. Mm. And all of a sudden, it gave us, as a band, a, a much more of an appeal Mm-hmm. Uh, because I used to play with the same musicians before I played the accordion, and, and then I carried on working with them. I just thought of it. You feel the the vibrations of the yes, accordion, yes. don't you? I never thought about it as a pianist. I'm, I feel the piano in a different way. Yes. But that's like bass, an, an instrument that you're actually holding next to you. Yes. It's got to be fantastic. Fantastic. It's interesting to me that in the States, the accordion is very often ridiculed which is interesting. I've always loved accordion, but we associate it with a show that was kind of hokey, very popular, but hokey when I was a child called the Lawrence Welk Show. And he had an accordion band, and I had friends who were in accordion bands who were always German. So they always associate, many associate, unless they know more about it, with that kind of thing. And I don't get any of that feeling in Europe. It seems everybody knows the broad range of what the accordion can do, that there's many different kinds of accordion. You never get any of these accordion jokes that we do in the States, oh, do you? Oh, I do. I oh, you do. do? Oh, definitely. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was just the Americans. No, no, no. Until very recently, until about maybe 15 years ago, I would say, not very recently, but mm. recently enough, uh, the accordion was ridiculed as well. Oh. Except for accordionists. Oh, I didn't know that because it's, I just figured it was a bigger part of the culture here. So people were smarter about it. Well, 
they kind of changed the idea of what folk, Parisian folk music was. Mm. And so the sound changed. It became a lot more uh, like they start putting MIDI system in their accordion. Mm -hmm. So it became all with, um, you know, fake drummers, you know, those boxers. Oh. And, and they did like, they do the same with Italian music as well. You know, uh, it became a lot more electric. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the accordion was used, but with a MIDI system playing. Oh all sorts of different instruments and all that. And so there was not too much of the acoustic accordion with mm -hmm. the accordion sound around until quite recently, really. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I didn't know that. I loved what you brought me of accordion. So talk about this track. I just really like it. I love the sound and I find it incredibly romantic. And it's a four, it's a quartet. It's, it's a quartet, quartet. Yeah. yeah, which is fantastic because... That's interesting to me too. Is this this is all arranged? They're not exactly. It's yeah, all because it's because a lot of times people do two pianos, and it either works great or it doesn't because there's too much going on. But this is beautiful.
I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. My guest is accordionist, vocalist, Stephanie Mayer. You're a Chet Baker fan, and you brought one of my favorite tracks of his. Talk about Chet Baker and what's special about Chet to you. I love his singing, I love his playing, I love all his little arrangements he makes with Jerry Mulligan. They keep tunes really concise and small. There's always something happening. And uh, it just makes me happy listening to him. They're writing songs of love, but not for me. A lucky star's above, but not for me. With love to lead the way, I've found more clouds of gray than any Russian play could guarantee. I was a fool to fall and get that way. I hold a lass and also lack a day. Although I can't dismiss the memory of her kiss, I guess she's not for me. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. My guest is vocalist accordionist Stephanie Mayer. We'll talk about your CD, Ooh La La, How Could I Not Like It with that title, and the group, because we share a guitar player. Yes, the Colin lovely. Oxley. Yeah, so talk about your group and the musicians on this. Well, we've been playing together for about 15 years, um, and I just started playing the accordion when um, when we rec- not when we recorded all the tunes. But El Frequente La Rue Pigalle was the first time I ever played with anybody. Oh, wow! And, and it was uh, we recorded it in in somebody's lounge in the violin players' lounge. Um, Julian Ferrareto, who is the violin player on this album, went back to Australia, so we're not playing with him at the moment, unfortunately. 
And uh, Julian Berry is being with us as well from the beginning. He plays double bass and is um, a very funny, in a very nice way, guy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he keeps us all upbeat. I wish you bluebirds in a spring to give your heart a song to sing and then a kiss. But more than this, I wish you love. But more than wealth, I wish you love My breaking heart And I agree that you and I could never be So if my best, my very best I set you free I wish you shelter from the storm A cozy fire to keep you warm But most of all When snowflakes fall I wish you love My guest, Stephanie Mayer, on vocal from her CD, Ooh La La. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired.
I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Steinway & Sons and from Sag Harbor Forest. Visit sagharborforest.net. And from East Hampton Indoor Tennis, eight indoor and 20 outdoor courts in a quiet, beautiful park-like setting. Visit ehit.ws for more information. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can download podcasts of Jazz Inspired free on iTunes. And you can email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook and Twitter at Stride Queen. To find out more about my CDs and where I'm touring and to sign up for our email newsletter, visit judycarmichael.com. My guest is vocalist, accordionist, Stephanie Mayer. Talk about Edith Piaf. You have to. I have to ask you that. I mean, you must get that all the time. Do you get lots of requests? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So talk about her. I mean, are you a fan? Or how can anyone no, not be? <laughs> so talk about her. Um, well, she, she was What's a very... special about her to you? Okay. Um, obviously... She created a, a style because at the time there were other singers, like si singers that used to sing in the streets called Guayus. Um, and then because she was found by somebody and she started going on stage, so she's kind of making it more um, showbiz in some ways and, and kind of made lots of people listen to a music which only people who lived in some areas of Paris would listen to normally. Um, at the time, musicians used to walk in courtyards and sing, and then all the secretaries would throw coins at the windows, and so the, the singers would take the money and go to the next courtyards, and that's how uh, people, singers or musicians, made their money, uh, playing that type of music. But she brought that music to the music hall, and she very famously moved to America for a little while, and she made that music uh, that was just limited to a certain area of Paris, Worldwide. C'était un jour de printemps, on n'avait pas le temps de penser au travail de la semaine. Pour ne pas être en retard, on a sauté dans le car qui nous a déposé à Surène. Oh, que tout semble joli, passe dès l'après-midi. Et c'est alors que j'ai rencontré le gars dont j'ai toujours rêvé. Il me dit, je vous aime. Je lui dis, moi de même, c'était la moindre des choses. Il me dit, un petit toi. Je lui dis, ça va de toi, c'était la moindre des choses. Alors, sans bien comprendre, moi, je l'ai suivi. Ses yeux étaient si tendres que mon cœur fondit. Il me dit, embrasse-moi. Je lui dis, tiens, c'est toi. C'était la moindre des choses. Tous les deux ont donné l'air de crâne et de pas s'en faire, mais au fond on était de timides. Lui vis-à-vis -vis de ses copains, il prenait l'air malin, je l'écoutais, je le trouvais splendide. 
sans connaître tout en signe, il tenait à son standing. Mais quand on s'est retrouvé sur le quai, c'était plus même sa voix tremblait. Il m'a dit, bien petit tête, je lui dis, je suis très. C'était la moindre des choses. Il m'a dit toute la nuit. Alors moi, j'ai dit oui. C'était la moindre des choses. On a marché dans l'ombre tout le long du chemin. Et comme il faisait sombre, il tenait ma main. Il me dit, c'est sérieux, j'ai rien dit, c'était mieux, c'était la moindre des choses. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. My guest is vocalist-accordionist Stephanie Mayer. Stephanie is French and Scottish, but focuses her career in London, where she lives, and where we recorded today's conversation. I think because I teach so many master classes, and I have people tell me they want to be an entertainer, they want to be a singer, they want to be a musician... And they won't talk about how much they love it. They just want to be it. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking before we started today about people who are just enthusiastic about life and people who get great joy from music or the arts or any of that. And I was really struck with that with you because we first met because our mutual guitar player, Colin Oxley, brought you in to hear me when I was playing with him at Crazy Cox here in London. And you were kind of overwhelmed by your excitement about the music. And I love that because you obviously bring that to your own work. The same girl who ran off to Australia then came back and got this crazy job on a boat, which of course I love as well because I started on a boat. Talk about that because I think I like to put that out on the show, this attitude of of just jumping in and trying things. And you might, you know, crash and burn, but you pick yourself up and you keep going. It doesn't have to all be worked out beforehand. And you certainly didn't have that all worked out beforehand because someone said you ought to give tours on a boat, but you have to speak four languages and you didn't speak four languages. Talk about that because how I think that same can-do spirit got you that job. You did it phonetically, you said. Talk a little bit about that and then how that went into you then singing on a boat. I think that's fascinating. Well, when I was about two years old, I decided I was going to be a singer when I'm older. But I was doing ice skating, so I couldn't be doing any singing. And I was begging my mom, please let me learn how to play the piano. She said, oh, no, Stephanie, just shut up. So I didn't shut up, but I didn't sing either. (laughs) And... uh, so, and eventually I went to Australia and uh, I was working in a bar in a pub and uh, a man came up to me, he was a regular, he was there all the time and he said, because he knew I was going back to France uh, soon, and he said, you know, when you're back in Paris, why don't you go on these boats on the river and get yourself a job there? 
I said, okay. And I, I was quite fond of this man because I saw him every day for a while and he was always very, very kind and everybody knew I was from France. So they were all very protective, all the regular customers from the pub. So it was really nice. And I thought, well, that's a good idea. So when I got back to Paris, it's the first thing I did is go to the boats on the river and ask if they were looking for somebody. They were, but I had to speak four languages. Uh, I didn't, didn't really lie about it. I just told them I'll sort it. And <laughs> the great line, I'll sort it. <laughs> and then I just learned by heart. Um, there was about 17 pages of German commentary and the same of Spanish. So I got a cousin of mine to read it to me so I could hear what it sounded like. And then for two days, it's all I did, um, learned the German commentary. So then the French commentary and the English commentary was no problem. My father being Scottish, I've always spoken English. So then it was just an extra language. And I kept the German commentary extremely short. <laughs> but then this turned into singing as well. So talk about that. Well, it was all part of the same thing. I always wanted to sing, as I said before. So I thought talking in a microphone is one step closer to what I want to do. I didn't want to go to school, to music school, because... I was a bit afraid of um, being with other students and each other saying, oh, great job, great job. Maybe I was misled and I didn't, it wasn't actually like that if I had been to school, but um, I wanted to do my own thing and I thought I might lose the, um, how, how can I say, the individuality I may have if I did go to school or to music school. So that's why I decided to go another way and also I needed to make a living and so I thought it was perfect. I'm just going to manage somehow. So I spoke in a microphone. I was really scared to to start with, but then I got really good to, uh, and I got all the best groups used to come on my boat and it was really very exciting. And then one day somebody I knew asked me, oh, uh, there's this guy doing a boat company, you know, can I get him to call you? And I said, of course. And when he called me, he said, what do you do? I said, well, I can do the commentary and I'm a singer. He said, okay, come come and, and see me uh, with a demo. I said, no problem at all. And I never sung in my life, but in two days. And you didn't have a demo? Nothing. I never sung in my life at all. <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing. So what did you do? So I found a piano player and um, somebody called Eric Bernard, who I'm back in contact a little bit now, thanks to Facebook. And uh, he was very helpful. And for two days nonstop, we just went through three tunes. We recorded them. I brought the demo. We got the job and that's when I started singing on that boat and I was also doing the commentary. And from that, then I moved to adding a bass player and a drummer and then that's how I started. What I'm really impressed with that is that it didn't occur to you not to do it. I, I'm, I'm fascinated and I don't have the answer uh, if it's upbringing, if it's that great school where you were, um, if it's you were born this way, but I've known a number of people, all the successful people I've known have always been people that they have gone for it and they failed a lot, but they weren't destroyed by the failure. And they, someone asked me recently if I had um, big band charts for full big band and, you know, they needed, you know, for a full evening and I didn't. When they asked, I thought, but I'll get them. So I said, yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of a motto in our business. But the fact that you it didn't even occur to you that 
that, oh, I don't know how I'll put a demo together. You just thought, I'll put a demo together. I'll yeah. figure it out. What what makes you that way? What makes And what makes other people not that way? I'm asking because I don't know. No idea. Yeah. I've, I always was like that. I've got no idea. Even when you were younger, the facts. So I you was knew. a terror when I was younger. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. I... Um, I know the producer, Cameron McIntosh, and he said that he knew he wanted to be a producer. He saw his first show, and he thought, I want to be a producer. And, you know, I saw my first show, and I thought, I want to be in it. So <laughs> I think that's fascinating that people know that kind of thing. Or if they don't have a, a clear view, that they still try something and then develop it. So how did you get off the boat and get to where you started doing other kinds of gigs because you had to learn how to play accordion and I mean this was not just an overnight thing. Well to start with for quite a few years I just sung mm. um, I sung in Paris and then I went to Holland for a few months and then came to London um, and then I was doing reasonably well um, but I was always a bit frustrated because I couldn't really get the sound I wanted and I was playing standard I love standards it's it's really always fresh and new and, and wonderful experience. But I thought it's a shame being French and having all this understanding, I mean, hopefully understanding of the French culture and the French music and Parisian culture, not to use that and to share it around. Um, so I thought I'm going to do some French music with an accordionist. And then I decided to learn the accordion. And so I started putting the accordion tune by tune within the repertoire we had. Um, and then since I've started this, we've really got a lot more work. And then I started uh, doing um, solo gigs. And I remember the first solo gig I was booked for, um, I couldn't, I could hardly play. And um, somebody said, oh, because I had done a gig with a piano player and they really liked me and they liked the accordion. So they said, oh, we really want you. You give us your price. So I asked for a lot of money, hoping they would say no. And they said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then, then terror happened. I was terrified, really was. And so I didn't Because stop. it was a sorrow? Because, I, yes, the only reason I was, I, I couldn't say I can't play. So I had to say something else. Because even the date, I started to say, oh, I'm not, busy, I'm not free that day. Say, any date you like, Stephanie, we'll make it a special, <laughs> special evening. Oh, uh, what a nightmare. And I got there, and it was only a small restaurant, but still, when you never played an instrument, it's quite scary. So anyway, I turned up there, and I started playing, and uh, it all went perfectly well. I did quite the same tune quite a few times, but, you know, it really went well. And at the end of the evening... Two guys came in and sat at a table and, and uh, I asked everybody, it's the last tune, what would you like to listen to? These two guys said, oh, can't you stay a little bit later? I said, not really, I need to catch my train. And he said, we'll, we'll get a taxi for you. <laughs> I was living miles away. So I went to the manager, said, these guys would like to, me to play a little bit longer. Are you happy for that? They said, yeah, no problem. So that was my first gig. And I was on, in a taxi all the way home. Top of the world. I, felt, no. uh, I can't remember being happier just about. It was just wonderful. <laughs> so after that, it was much easier. Talk about the Punch Brothers. Tell me about them. You're the second person within a week. Really? Who mentioned them to me, yes. Well, a friend of mine um, told me he was going to see them in Camden and asked me if I wanted to come along. And uh, the bass player, Julian Berry, was around as well. So he came too. And uh, we 
come into that room, no seats. I thought, well, I'm not just going to be standing for a couple of hours, am I? Uh, I don't go to rock concerts very often. Well, I don't go to many concerts at all, really. I just go and see the people I know close by to where I am anyway. So we stood right by the front of the stage and then these guys came in and it was just incredible. It was so dynamic and exciting and and I, I didn't really realize I was standing up for all that time, you know, and, and the, the gig went so quickly and all the tunes were really diverse, little arrangements again. And, and the ability of these guys with their instruments is just superb. She puts my body away Next to the trash Under the sink Along with all of the cleaning supplies And the things that we buy And decide we don't need Let's dampen, it's dark and it's lonely Here next to the trash Under the sink But everyone needs time off now and there So I'm happy my friends don't feel sorry for me She says if you're playing a game I hope you know you won't win it And if you tell me you're next to the trash I'll tell you Me to touch you if you know I don't mean it. She's right, I mean when I'm bored, so I dig through the trash. Looking for her, she can wash herself off. In the mist from the pipes, we could use more of that around here, that's for sure. And pine make it harder to think. So I say, if you're playing a game, I hope you know you won't win it. And I'll be sorry if they threw you away. It's just that they didn't. She says, boy, you better take it back right now. And I mean Brothers, a favorite of my guest, French-Scottish vocalist Stephanie Mayer, on Next to the Trash. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. We've talked before about going for it and things like that, and you were saying energy, having the energy to pick yourself back up. And I have noticed that with, with certain people that they just don't have that kind of stamina, I think, to be knocked down quite as many times. But I still feel that within 
whatever your energy level is, that there's still, it's still a better way to live if you go for it with that within whatever your arena is to be able to go out. Do you not think so? I don't think we have a choice. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't think I don't, I'd never felt I had a choice not to do what I'm doing. Oh, that's interesting. Really? Even Just because though, you were so driven to want to do it? Driven is not even the word. It was like a, a path that was already... I'm just... You know, I mean, I took in every opportunity I had to get to be able to sing, which I'm doing now, and, and same thing with the accordion. Uh, but I knew from a very young age I wouldn't be doing anything else anyway. Oh, yeah. Professionally. Mm. Because I wouldn't do anything else so it had to work oh that's so interesting that's really interesting because you really did want to be a singer when you were two and you knew that's yeah, what it was going to definitely. be definitely so that's fascinating and i'm not sure why where mm. it came from i've got because no your idea. parents don't sing no 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 and no one in your family did no no and they don't particularly like me singing at all either <laughs> Just a perfect day Drink sangria in the park Then later When it gets dark we go home Just a perfect day Fit animals in a zoo Then later A movie too and then these things because everyone always asks me and do you I mean it's so hard to ask the how things are being a woman because we haven't ever been men so it's it's a hard comparison but I am curious if you have felt any kind of discrimination if you think that um, 
your band members, it's harder to deal with them because you are a woman. Are there advantages to being a woman? I think there's lots of advantages in dealing with people. Throughout my career, I've seen advantages. I've also seen disadvantages. How has that experience been for you? Because this is a very difficult business. Everyone says it. We have different bosses every night. Um, We're mainly dealing with men. It's a male business. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk about that. Well, I haven't really thought about it. I just do my own thing. Uh, That's the best. I've I've had problems with some musicians in the past, but then I just don't book them again. And I remember a musician cancelling me, you know, or sending a dep instead of them saying, oh, you know, Stephanie, I need to be, uh, you know, to think about business. That's what they told me. And now, you know, they're still working for the same type of gig they used to work, you know, so many years ago. So... You know, it doesn't really matter. I do my own thing. And sometimes I feel like I'm spoken down to a little bit, but it doesn't matter because I do what I want to do and how I want to do it and with the people I want to work with. So mm. I think that's, uh, I feel very p- privileged is not the word, uh, fortunate. I feel very fortunate. And if some musicians think what I do is not jazz enough or if they think, oh, she, it's because... Um, she's a girl that she gets the gigs or because some people do think if you're successful it's because you're a girl or a woman uh, it doesn't really matter because they're not the one coming to see me anyway mm. so I do the best I can at all times and uh, I'm, as I say I'm very fortunate to be working with the people I'm working with and I can't really do much more and I, I take on board if anybody's got anything interesting so I can get better at what I'm doing but if it's just like some kind of gossipy thing, then I'm not really interested and I don't even listen to it. Sometimes it's difficult not to listen to it, but I, I, I do. Now, a woman from a very different time, from our time, Billie Holiday, you brought me a track that I don't know. I've never heard this, and it's absolutely beautiful. How did you find this? Did somebody turn you on to this? No, or? no, I've, uh, I've, listened, I've known it since I was born. My mm-hmm. dad used to play Billie Holiday all, the, all time. the time and every night, all night, all night, and Billie Holiday and Louis Armstrong and Frank Sinatra and also all the musicals like West Side Story and all these kind of, you know. So I've, I've known all the standards, all the jazz standards mm. forever. And Billie Holiday somehow, obviously she's had a terrible, terrible life and she always talks, well, often talks about sadness, but somehow... When she sings, it just brings sunshine into my heart because mm. there's energy there and there's hope and there's understanding and it's sharing. So, yeah, so she makes me very happy even if she sings a bit very sad thing. Mm. Because of the hope in it. What a yes. lovely thing. Uh, that's what I hear anyway. Well, no, I do too, but I've never put my finger on it because there's so much sadness in her voice but yeah but there is that survival thing isn't there there is and, and it's like it fills your heart it's not like empty heart mm. it's not dry and despair as it's if you're gonna throw yourself in the river it'll be with panache <laughs> a lonely shadow hounding me It's always there just out of sight Like a frightening dream on a lightning night Lonely wind 
cries out my name Sad as haunted music in the rain It's born of grief and born of woe But I hear it call and I've got to go So thank you so much for taking the time to do this and bringing my croissant. Nobody has ever brought me food before an interview before. I'm saying that for the next people that are on this. Listen up, my future guests. It was very sweet of you. I appreciated that. French croissant. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to my conversation with vocalist, accordionist, Stephanie Mayer. I hope you'll join me here next time when I talk with another creative person about how jazz has inspired their life and work. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidolf. You can download podcasts of Jazz Inspired from iTunes or at TalkShoe.com. Our opening music was Airmail Special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one from my CD, High on Fats and Other Stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love from my CD trio. I'm on piano with my Cashamon sax and Chris Flory on guitar. For a schedule of upcoming programs, to sign up for our email newsletter, or to find out how you can personally support Jazz Inspired, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook and Twitter at Stride Queen. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is made possible with generous support from our listeners and from Steinway and Sons and Sag Harbor Florist. Visit sagharborflorist.net. 
Additional support is provided by the American Hotel in Sag Harbor, New York. Learn more at theamericanhotel.com. Special thanks to our webmaster, Megan Lewis, and to Henry and Gilda Brock and the Ken Kolker Foundation. February 6th through the 8th, 2017, Jazz Inspired returns to Kiowa Island, South Carolina. Three days of performances and on-stage interviews with pianist Mark Shane, bassist Mike Karn, drummer Tommy Melito, and guitarist Chris Flory. This festival is made possible with a grant from the Town of Kiowa Island Cultural Events Fund. And check out my new CD, Can You Love Once More? Judy and Harry play Carmichael and Alan. Available at judycarmichael.com and iTunes. And special thanks to Kiowa Island Golf Resort, one of America's top vacation destinations. Outstanding golf, tennis, and recreation programs provide world-class and unforgettable oceanfront getaways just 21 miles from beautiful and historic Charleston, South Carolina.